Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you today, sir. Yes, the same here. Good to be with you too, Dwayne. And uh, we're still still under quarantine and still doing our thing. And uh, it's amazing. How long has it been for you? I know for me, we closed the second week of March. So I think we're officially, and, and it was kind of iffy before that, you know, for the whole beginning of March. So I'm thinking like uh, almost a month now that we've been yeah. closed down, physically just doing the live interactive classes online. Yeah, um, uh, the 18th was when, uh, yeah, the 18th of March is when we were, when we were closed. Um, yeah, so very, pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. And now, I mean, yeah. this used to be the dreaded, uh, today used to be the dreaded, uh, tax day for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although I have to tell you, today my fiance Nicole woke up and all her taxes were in her account. She got her tax oh, yeah. refunds already. They were deposited this morning for the federal. Um, I don't know about the state yet. And then uh, some of her friends already got their stimulus checks in their account. So uh, Really? So that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, considering, right, considering that they're putting out trillions of dollars and so on. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, last year, I, the bank that we use got bought out. So my checking account information is different from last year's. I did file this okay. year. Uh, already, but I don't know how that's going to look because, you know, uh, they don't have the same, um, you know, bank number and routing number, uh, as last yeah, year. So if they're pulling from last year, sure you check into that and, and figure it out. Yeah, who knows, right? I, I'm not sure. I had that same thing happen with me with my bank too, uh, about two years ago. However, it was just, everything remained the same, same checking account number and same everything. So that was, that was pretty simple and easy. So. Um, well, good luck with that. I know a lot of people are waiting and depending on it, and um, and you know, hopefully we'll be back soon. I'm hoping, you know, it looks like things are starting to look uh, better, but uh, but who knows? It's just a really wacky situation. There's just so many unknowns. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, look, I don't want to get into politics and uh, what's right and right, what's wrong is wrong or whatever, but I will say that um, – we're we're not getting. I I don't really believe we're getting all the information. Um, yeah, I'm right. not saying it's not as bad as it it seems or it's better than what it seems. I just you know I I I I listen to um, I subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast. Okay. Yeah. And he's down the middle. Some people don't like him. Some people like him. Whatever. The the thing I like about him is it doesn't matter who you are, Republican, Democrat, Independent. If he if he thinks you're doing something incorrect, he will tell right. you, right? Yeah. He will. And, but if he thinks if you're doing something good, he will also back you up. So like even there was things with uh, um, Obama that he was backing up Obama, saying yes, I like this and all this other stuff, and and. Right. Um, uh, you know, people, of course, when he had a show, were like, well, I can't believe you're doing that. You know, and he's like, look, I'm, right, right. I'm, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm down the middle. I'm an independent. And I'm going to just call it a straight shoot, you know, st- straight right, shot. Right, right, well, right, I yeah. bring all that up because last night on his podcast, he uh, he talked about that, you know, and, uh, you know, Cuomo was uh, bashing the federal government and then obviously Trump as well, but uh, bashing them because they didn't get you know, they're 20 or 40,000 or 40,000 ventilators and, and, and stuff like that. But now, now it's, it's come out that they've only used 5,000 
uh, the ventilators that they have, and they're right. starting to ship ship the ventilators to other places because they don't need them now. And you know so, what's interesting though? I I heard Cuomo though speak, and and Cuomo was um, very appreciative. It sounded like on the last thing I just heard, and he said everything that he asked for. He got the medical ships, he got the ventilators, he's gotten the medicine and the masks and the gowns. But this was back in March. This was back in March right. when he yeah. was complaining that they weren't getting what they what they thought they were going to need, and right. but only only needing up to five thousand. So I just. I caution everyone to I, – do I think it's important that you listen to your, your governor? Uh, maybe listen to the president. Uh, I, I, I personally think his, his uh, shows – which shows? Because they are a show. Uh, his, uh, his meetings, what do you want to call Updates or wait for his briefing, briefings. Because they're not brief. It's just right. so you can get sucked into a lot of stuff. So, number one, be careful of the information. I'm not telling you that – uh, you should subscribe to Bill O'Reilly. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is just be cautious about the information you're getting. Number two is, you know, look, I don't, I don't listen to the news anymore. I'm not paying right. attention to the news. I do listen to Bill O'Reilly's podcast. Uh, it's four days a week. Uh, it's a half an hour, and I get the information that I feel like I need to get. You know, you know, it's interesting. So you just got to be careful. Uh, in the beginning, I was glued to the TV, glued to every briefing, glued to every news report, and I started to get the worst anxiety that I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm, I don't ever get anxiety. You know, I started waking up, right? like I told you, like I felt like I had an elephant sleeping on my chest at night. Um, and then I stopped watching because, I mean, how much of the negativity can you can you take for in a day? And, and I always have taught this, that even when I do my lunchtime chats uh, on Facebook, I get lunchtime chat with Allie. I always talk about positive stuff, and I'm like, you know, what will it matter if this week we missed every briefing, you know, and then we watched one on Friday only. I mean, we'd have a whole week of less stress, a week of happiness, maybe a week focused on good things. And then, um, you know, and then maybe Friday we get a little bit of bad news. But every day, it's like taking a cup of coffee and filling it with cyanide and having a little sip of every, you know, of poison every day. Um, eventually it's going to kill you, right? You know, the toxins we bring in and we put in our mouths and our bodies and so on is really bad. So we have to be real careful with what we, what we, what we listen to, what we breathe in and so on. And, and that kind of leads into you had a whole entire different acronym for the word um, COVID, right? That you would listen to a podcast and it really brought up some great ideas for you, things to think about as far as business owners, school owners, and, and so on. Why don't you explain that to the crew? Yeah, certainly. So this is not original to me. A, a gentleman by the name of Jim Dew, he's the CEO and founder of uh, uh, Dew Wealth Management. He's a certified financial planner. Uh, certified uh, uh, financial consultant and also certified wealth uh, advisor. But and he's got books and just a bunch of different stuff. But anyways, his name is Jim Dew. I did not come up with this acronym uh, for COVID, but I thought it was so important that you know we learn this acronym. Not that I really want to even be reminded of COVID, but <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I hear so, um, so the first letter, obviously, in COVID is C. And C stands for cash. There's three parts to uh, the, the cash portion, if you will. And so what I would recommend everyone do right now is just get a pen and a piece of paper, write this information down, whether you know it or not, take notes on this because um, we have a tendency to forget pretty quickly anyways. But then you can go back 
and you can start asking yourself these questions and answering them for yourself. Now, some of these things you've already already done. I totally get it might be rehashing things for you, but it's not a bad thing to be reminded. Um, and then I, I would say, and I talked about this on another podcast that we did, is I would um, do some journaling within this period too. Put this a part of your journal because then when and if we hit some sort of other roadblock or pandemic 10, 10 years from now, you don't have to remember everything you did. You can go back and read about everything you did in order to survive. So first, uh, again, C stands for cash. And there's three parts to cash. Um, the first is you need to take an inventory of the cash that you have on hand. So what, is that, what does that mean? That means what's in your bank, right? Uh, what's in your safe? Though, just the, the cash that you have on hand. Now, when I say this, I would do this personally, and I would also do this through your business. So look at the, the cash that you have on, on hand for your business and then also personally. Like, so, for instance, we've got a cash drawer here. I know I have, uh, you know, $114.25 that's in there, right? That needs to be written right. down. What do I have in this savings account, this checking account, all the way through business and personal? The second part of cash is what what do you what do you have or what do you own that can be converted to cash? Mm-hmm. So if you need to convert something to cash, what can be converted to cash? Um, yes, you may not want to get rid of your car, but if you guys have two cars and you know one spouse is not working right now, you only really need one car. I mean, if it got worse, got to worse, what could you sell that car for uh, within a reasonable price, right? But right, what can you convert to cash if you have Real estate, what could be converted? If you have, um, you know, your IRAs that you could pull from um, or CDs, uh, you know, just those type of things that you could convert to cash, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. That's the second part of cash. Right. Third part of cash is your access to cash. What access do you have to cash? Meaning uh, lines of credit, credit cards. The, you know, government's PPP, the, the, uh, the payment plan, right? The uh, payment protection plan, um, the right. SBA loan, loans. Uh, what, what, uh, you know, access to cash do you have? Now, I, I just want to quickly talk about this because Jim talked about this on this podcast, which I would have never thought about. So he, and I might screw the story up, but the concept is, is, is correct. So back in 2008, when the market crashed, right, he uh, had a line of credit. He, he talks about having two, two different bank relationships. Um, and so he had a line of credit at a bank. And then he had – so one, one bank was his money coming in, and another bank was the, one, the, the bank that he owes money to. And so uh, he had a, 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 an $800,000 line of credit in this bank A. He pulled all $800,000 of that line of credit, took it out, put it in bank B. Those banks have nothing to do with each other. And he said the reason that he did that, and he actually had the vice president call him um, saying, you know, why, you know, what's going on? He said the reason I did that is because I, he and he knew the vice president. He goes, look, I know that if you 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 want that money, you can just pull it out of my account. But now that I took it and I moved it to that other bank, you can't do that. You have to now negotiate with me in order to get your money back. Right. 
And I just thought that that was, of course, I thought it was genius because I never thought of it. You know, I had an aha moment. But it it, it, it now has shown me that I need to have uh, more than just one bank that I have things at. And if I have a bank that's going to give me a line of credit, I don't leave it, that, that, that money there. I pull it out and put it at another bank. So now they have to deal with me rather than just taking the money. So yeah, I and that, that, line was, of, that, that line of credit is a line of credit. And it could, like you said, it could be declined or shut down at any given time. It could be reduced. I mean, I've had that back in the day when everything was fine. You know, I had two lines of credit and all of a sudden, it, you know, one was 20000 the other one was 30000 whatever it was. And they just reduced them both down to 5000 um, when that, you know, the issues happened when we had our crash not too long ago. So, uh, yeah, so you got to be careful because what you think you may have, you might not have. Right. And I, again, I thought that that was worthy uh, to note to everyone that if you have a line of credit with a bank, you may want to, you may want to just pull it out and, uh, you know, draw on that line of credit, put it in another bank, even if you don't ever use it, you know, during this two, three month time, whatever it is, then you can just take it and pay it back. But they can't take it from right. you once you've taken right. it out. So, so right. that's the C. The C stands for cash. Um, now, Anything within regards to those three that you want to add on? Well, well, I, I just think that it all, and I, you know what, I'll, I guess I'll comment after it's all done because then, you know, I'm sure there's going to be certain things that will spill into one another. So, yeah, let's have you just keep on going before I throw you off track. Okay, so O, I actually have notes, so I, I won't get off track. But yeah. O is uh, outgoing. O is outgoing. So you need to, what we need to do is we need to take an inventory on every, all of our outgoing costs, everything that is, um, you know, uh, outgoing, payroll, I mean, just your rent, everything. You've got to take an inventory. And again, this is not just personal. This is also, or just not just business. This is also personal. You know, on some of the other podcasts, we talked about, hey, go and talk to your, uh, uh, go and talk to your, your, uh, why can't I think of it? The guy you rent from. Oh, yeah, like your landlord. Landlord. Go and talk to your landlord. Go and talk to, you know, the individuals that, um, uh, the individuals that, uh, have your bank, you know, for your car, your loans for your car, your mortgages. We talked about that. But you got to first take an inventory of all of your, um, all of your outgoing material, everything that's going out. Because um, now is the time you need to take a really hard look at those, and that'll bring us to the V part of COVID. The V stands for variable versus fixed. Variable costs versus fixed. Now, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, anyways, var variable costs versus fixed. So, with our uh, with our variable costs. Um, you know, so your variable costs are your rent, you know, pretty variable is your, is your, your phone bill is pretty, uh, or excuse me, fixed. Fixed is rent, fixed is, uh, you know, your phone bill, fixed is also, you know, even your, um, payroll to a certain extent, although now that's kind of variable. Um, you need to, you need to look at those things and see what you can, um, what you can get rid of and what you need to keep. Now, be very careful with regards to getting rid of things that you are going to need 
to, you know, launch this sucker again when this is all said and done. And what do I mean by that? Um, your A players, right? So for me, uh, Mr. Bean, I, I will do everything possible to keep on paying Mr. Bean, uh, so much so, you know, cause he's a, he's a fixed cost for me. Um, and he's an expensive cost for me, but he is a, an investment into the business for us. So, um, I, I, I can't get rid of him. And, and so this is what I did even in the beginning. I, I was like, there's no way that I'm going to get rid of Mr. Bean. So I went to my local grocery store and I know the, uh, um, one of the managers there and I said, Hey, Tracy, I said, uh, you know, you know that, and, and give you a brief history. I used to be the uh, assistant meat manager at a super Kmart that was here in town. And so, um, he, uh, he, and his dad actually was the, uh, was a meat cutter there and I was his dad's manager. And so I, I talked with Tracy and I said, look, I said, I, I know things are really hectic in, in the, uh, um, you know, supermarket business right now. Do you need help in the meat room? And he said, uh, he, he said, yeah, he looked at this lady and he says, go and hire him. And I said, I can only work weekends. I could work every Saturday and Sunday. You want to put me on for 12 hours a day? I will do it. And my thought process and all of that was that I will earn whatever I can earn, you know, making, you know, 19, 20 bucks an hour. Uh, and I will take that off of my pay so that I can make sure that Bean's getting paid. Like, that's how committed I was to that. Now, since then, they've, they've not hired me just because, um, I, I don't know why. Uh, they, 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 they don't have a spot for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I they, know. I think they shut down most of the, um, most of the deli counters and all of that stuff because no one's really coming in and shopping in that way anymore. So that they probably didn't think they, they, you know, they probably thought they'd be overrun, but now they're not really. Right. So the V stands for, like I said, take an inventory of your variable versus your fixed cost. Cut what you can, but don't cut the things that are necessary for your business to survive during this time and then also after this time. Um, do everything you can to keep your A players. And really now is the time if you, uh, if you have, you know, F and D and C players that you've been wanting to, uh, you know, kind of be done with and get rid of, now is your time. Now is your time to be done. Scale back. And, and, and not hire them again, you know, when this opens back up. Uh, so that's the V, variable versus fixed. I, I stands for income. You need to take a look at uh, how you can increase your revenue during this time or maintain your revenue during this time. And then other streams of revenue that you may, may be able to do. So you could do, you know, we call it in our industry a paid in full. You could do a paid in full option to some people uh, and give them, say, hey, if you pay the next year in full, we'll give you 15% off. We normally give 10% off, but during this time, we've got a, you know, special and we're going to do 15% off. You could even do 20% off. Uh, and only for the first five or something like that, just so that you get an influx of cash coming in. Um, you know, I'm not a big paid in full uh, or prepay individual. That's just not me. Um, and I know right. that you, you and I, you and I agree with that, which is kind of nice yeah. um, that that we see eye to eye on that. Not that you need my approval or vice versa, but it's just it's nice. Right. But you can do that. That's a way that you can flood your uh, your, your place with cash. 
Um, this is a small cache now, but uh, you can do some co uh, quarantine sales. Like this this week, I just did a flash sale, quarantine sale from, from Monday through Wednesday. Uh, it's the square, you know, big, big uh, air shield targets. And then I got some hand pads and I got the clappers um, and I reduced them. You know, I'm not making that much money off of them, but I'm making some money off of them. Right. And, uh, you know, I've only sold, I think, three of the air shields, maybe uh, five or six of the of the, of the um, hand pads, and then two or three of the clapper pads at this point. That they have until the end of today to to finish that off. But that's right. that's some money that I would not have had access to. And um, you know, I know like Century Martial Arts right now is if you order ninety nine dollars or more, it's free shipping. So. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I have more than 99 bucks. So I have the free shipping, which saves me money, uh, to do that as well. So, you know, it, the I stands for income. Look how you can increase your revenue even during this time. Um, and then other streams of revenue besides. Uh, I will tell you right. that I know, um, we've talked about this before, but one stream of revenue that we're, we're doing is we're doing virtual classes and we're signing people up on a trial. And, and I, within, one week, because, uh, no, excuse me, a week and a half, excuse me, a week and a half, I've already talked to, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I have 15 people that I've talked to on the computer that are actually doing the classes. I've got another uh, five intros tonight. I mean, like, I'm booked every day for my intros. And I put I right. had to put more time slots for these intros because of the the Facebook ads that Gus is doing. Um, yeah. So look look to see how you can increase your revenue during this time and other streams of of, of revenue. Um, and this is a a bold. I'm talking about myself. Maybe you should say it. This is a bold thing for me to do. But I had uh, I had Gus, our Facebook marketing guy. I had him launch. Facebook ads in a in a town that I've been that I was going to open up at, but because right. of all this, I haven't I didn't open yet. Um, and I decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that town virtually, and they're gonna come here virtually until this all opens back up, and the guy that was gonna you know uh, start to run that school is gonna go up there when when this when this breaks. So my goal is that. Not only do I maintain the individuals that I have here and have, you know, less, less quits, but I am bringing people in virtually to join this location once this is over. Right. And I'm bringing people in virtually to join a new school that I will be opening when this is over as well. So that's another stream of revenue. Lastly, getting into the D. The D stands for decisiveness. So you, after you've done C all the way through I, you need to make some plans uh, moving forward. And then you need to lean into those plans and be decisive about them. And what's going to help motivate you is your purpose, your why. Why are you doing this? My biggest why, obviously, was to, you know, keep this studio going for me and my family. But the other big why for me was I, Mr. Bean's got a family, too, and I can't uh, not help support his family. And so that was, you know, the, my other big why. So the D, the D stands for decisiveness. Once you decide to do something, take action 
if you need to correct it along the way, correct it along the way. It's kind of like, you know, I, we spoke about this before, but when this first happened back on March, uh, I'm looking at my calendar here, back on March 18th, I uh, I, I launched a, uh, a Facebook, a, a closed Facebook group. I ran ads to it. Um, I did my first virtual class live on Facebook on the 19th. And, um, but I didn't run them through our funnel. Like I just had people going straight to Facebook and I did that all wrong. Like I don't have their information. I got to go back and, right. and get their information, try to get them on board, but I did something and I learned from it. A few things that I learned from it was, you know, well, this isn't the way that I should have done it in the beginning. Uh, I also learned that, man, teaching these virtual classes are tough because I have to be the energy for all the kids in my class that aren't actually in my class physically, yeah. um, you know, and make that show through the screen. And so there is a lot of things, you know, being decisive and just taking action and screwing up and then correcting and moving forward that, that I did. So, again, real quickly, C stands for cash. There's three areas of your cash, cash that you have on hand, uh, what you can convert to cash, um, you know, in a relatively quick period of time, and then your access to cash. O is outgoing. What's all of your outgoing expenses? Again, we're talking about <clears throat> personal and business. V stands for variable and fixed. I is your uh, income. You know, how can you increase your income? Uh, you know, and then D is decisiveness. There we are, Allie, all in a half an hour. No, less than a half an hour. There we go. Yeah, no, that's great, though. And and I didn't say much, so that now we could add on like another two hours once I get talking, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I, I think that's amazing, though. And, it, you know, there's a lot of things. And, by the way, there, there are a lot of my friends that have not even started virtual classes yet. I just had a talk with a school owner, a client of mine. Um, I built his website. I used to do personal coaching with him. Um, and, uh, I said, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. We're, we're totally shut down. I'm like, are you not doing online classes? He says, well, I've released a few videos on YouTube. And I, I explained to him, even a good buddy of mine who runs a very successful school, I just spoke to him last night. Are you, are you doing interactive classes? He's like, no, I don't have the energy or the desire to do that. I go, but your students need that. Like releasing a video with the 10 moves that you teach in class is not the same as doing an online, uh, online interactive class. When I say interactive, that's another thing that people need to understand is that your class should be interactive. Many people are doing Zoom classes, and they're just showing themselves while the kids watch or the students watch. Um, but there, if you have a secondary person, and I'm not even in the same room, but I do this with my um, my uh, student, uh, Ryan, Reggie Ryan, and uh, he's my top guy. He'll be at my school, and I'll be at my home in my home dojo that I built, and then uh, he'll be highlighting me as I talk and then highlighting the students when I say, okay, let me see you guys do it now. I'm going to count to 20, and I want to see. And then he'll show me the highlights, or I'll just watch the students, and then I'll say, okay, Joey, you need to stop being lazy. Pay attention, you know, like and call them to the plate, just like we would do in a normal class because, um, you know, no one really wants to pay normal tuition rates if you're just releasing some videos. They might do it to support you because they have loyalty to you, but that loyalty is going to start running thinner and thinner. Yes. As time goes by. So as loyal as they will be, at some point they're going to go, listen, one, I'm losing money and in income, so I, I don't have an extra $150, $180 to throw away. And two, all I'm getting is a bunch of videos on YouTube. But if they're doing personal one-on-one -on -one training, interactive classes, you're going to have a really good buy-in. And I've gotten such great feedback. One one last thing, and then pull that thought. And I've gotten great feedback from parents saying, my, my kid needed this. 
my kid needed to be around other peers, his friends. He misses everyone from class. He misses going to the dojo. Um, so, so that's another big deal. So I'm sorry, were you going to answer it? No, I was just going to say that uh, something that we started this week, last week we prefaced everybody and we told them, hey, next week you need a partner because we're going to work on self-defense. So mom, dads, you know, we'd rather have you work with mom or dad rather than a sibling, um, you know, unless your sibling is your same rank or something like that. But um, and then what we did is we all of our curriculum is on online anyways. We have it on our app and then they right. also have a, an online university right. you can go to. But we, we took those links to those videos and then what Mr. Bean did, because he's been teaching the classes, is um, we put it on, because we have two screens, and we put it on the second screen. We highlighted that screen. We shared that screen. And then he played the video of me explaining, and it's with him, because he's my partner, uh, in, in the video, explaining how it works, what you're doing. And then he would pause, and then he would say over the, you know, over the video after he paused it, still having the video on the screen, he would say, now, did you see what he did there? He did this, da 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 da. All right, guys. And then he put the video back on him. Then he would say, Hey, look, this is what I want you to do. Start practicing it. Ready, go. And then he'd watch them. And then he'd go, Okay, now let's continue. And then he, and then I would continue explaining it on yeah. the video. So I didn't even have to physically be there to do right. it, which, you know, like was, you were there. Was, it's been, yeah. And, and the, the parents have had a blast working with the kids and learning the techniques with the kids, which has been kind of fun. And that, and because yeah. it was last week, you know, Mr. Bean says, well, how are we going to do self-defense? I'm like, mm. well, first of all, let's preface everybody that they need to have a partner. And we didn't even think about playing the videos. And then come Monday, I was thinking about it going, how are we going to, oh, we can just share the video. Let's test it. So when he came in at three o'clock, we tested it. It sounded pretty good. It's it's uh it's minimally choppy on their end. Minimally right choppy right. on their end. And then of course then he could say, you know, hey look, this video is found right inside your university on your app or online. So you guys can go back and look at that. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. two birds with one stone. But I wanted to say that no, that's, that's fun. That's amazing though, and that's really it. So my friend that, you know, I said to him, listen, you got, you got to get your dojo back up and running. And he goes, well, I didn't, you know, I'm a self-defense school, he said. So I, I, what am I going to do? Like, and they don't have partners. I'm like, no, dude, you got to teach everything about your style that you do without the partner. And then if they can use a sibling and they can use a parent, then they can do their drills with a partner. If not, you just imagine it. I mean, I, when I was training for my, fifth and sixth dawn in, uh, in Genbukan, uh, and I would run through my techniques in my head, then I'd write them on notes on paper, and then I would, sometimes people thought I was a lunatic, I was at the gym on the treadmill, and I'm working moves, you know, doing the technique, and like I'm doing this kind of stuff as I'm, you know, as I'm walking on the treadmill, they thought I was probably a crazy person, but I was running through my dawn patterns, black belt patterns, fifth degree, sixth degree, and, and learning them in my head. And, and cementing them into my knowledge. So I do believe that students are, um, like, especially doing kata. We do our basic katas, like the prearranged forms. Um, and uh, the kids are learning them better now than they were when they were in the dojo because um, there's less distractions around them. They don't have anyone to really watch, so we're telling them what to do, and they're doing them. So there's some good positives to this, and I think that even after this is done, we may do some Zoom training meetings, um, you know, uh, you know, if, if we're back to normal classes, we still may use this as a tool on a Sunday afternoon or something like that. 
so it's pretty cool. But going back to your analogy of the whole initial, the acronym, you know, cash on hand is always important. But what I'd like to point out on another side of this is that now we should start really looking at our lives. You know, I personally have been doing a lot of self-evaluation. You know, I, I'm almost saying, like, I, I almost enjoy staying home. <laughs> like, I, I've always been very kind of reclusive in a way. So um, Nicole, my fiance, she's like, no, no, we, you're gonna, we're gonna get back out there. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I'll just stay home. I like it. You know, like I don't have to leave the house. Just now, once the restaurants start delivering food, I'm, I'll be all good. You know, but um, I think that we should start reevaluating because if you built a business on a house of cards, right? And and we all fall into this category to some extent with thinking. I call it the the rock star mentality where. We have a hit album, and the album kills it, and it, it sells multiple millions of copies, from, you know, triple platinum or whatever. And uh, and then we take our winnings, and we go out, and we buy this huge mansion, and we buy a Ferrari and a Lamborghini, and we have a pet tiger. And um, we're all betting and hedging our bets on the next album being just as popular. And then album number two comes out, and it dies. And now we're broke because we can't fuel the lifestyle we built. So no matter who we are and how much money we're making, we should always be thinking about having, and, and, and this is nothing new, most financial experts have been talking about this, having enough money saved in the bank that if something happened, you say, well, I can survive for the next 12, 16 months without any worries because I have this fund of money that I put aside to be able to pay my bills. So I haven't had to, thank God, dip into any of my savings. I really did not go out and get massive loans or anything. People are like, I'm getting more emails every day. You know, hey, we have a $50,000 credit line for you and all this stuff. Um, we haven't had to do that. My fiance, Nicole, and I really just, we're living off of her paycheck. She's working full time. Um, I'm still working. I'm, the dojo's still open. You know, yes, we've lost probably, you know, 20 or so plus maybe more students um, that have asked to be put on hold or they came up for renewal and, of course, they didn't renew. Um, because they're, you know, they're not training, um, but we're still bringing in income. So having that, you know, inventory of your cash, knowing where you're at, but also knowing that your overhead is way lower than your expenses. It's like my mom, she freaks out. She's in Florida. She's 84 years old. She's always worried about paying bills, but every month with social security and her retirement, she brings in way more than she needs. So, but she's always nervous. She's perpetually nervous about being able to pay her bills. And I, I'm like, Mom, at the end of the day, when all your bills are paid, you still have eight, eight or $900 left over um, because you have such a minimal lifestyle. So we all should kind of look at our lives and do a self-inventory, not just inventory of our cash, but an inventory of how we live and how we spend and how we um, and what we need, right? Because for the first week or two, I did nothing but organizing and getting rid of and cleaning cabinets. And, geez, how much stuff, clothes that I, I gave away and, things that I threw away and the amount of consumer electronics things that I have that I don't use and things that I've bought, you know, it's like we, we're very gluttonous these days where, you know, we've been taught and trained to live in a way where, you know, hey, listen, that monitor's getting a little fuzzy, just buy a new one. And now we have three monitors sitting on a shelf somewhere when we could have had it fixed or sold it or, or gotten rid of it, right? So it's important that we do a light inventory, too. Um, not just that cash inventory. And at the same time, knowing what your expenses are, that was so important because I have school owners that I coach, they don't even know how much money they're bringing in. They don't even know what their monthly expenses are. They're still living in this kind of cloud of, 
you know, just flowing through life, you know, and it's so important that we have to, to know our inventory, know what we're doing, know what our expenses are, down to the penny, and then negotiate. Remember a few months ago we talked about that? You could, I do it quarterly or sometimes even more than that, you know, every two months or three months, I'll review all my bills and then I'll negotiate them. I'll negotiate my cable bill down. I'll negotiate my, you know, whatever I'm paying for my dumpster. Wherever I can, I try to negotiate. I take credit cards, and I take the amounts that I'm paying on interest and, and move it to a zero-interest credit card. That's what we've been doing um, because everyone's lo- liking giving out credit cards, right? So we did that with a bunch of our credit cards, and now the money that we were paying in interest is now going right into the credit card So because it's 0%. And we're paying off our credit card at a much more expedient rate, right, much faster than ever before. And, we're, and the money's going to us, not to the stupid bank, right? So I think everybody should be really just sit down and on a spreadsheet put all of that stuff out. Now, sadly, Wayne, a lot of people won't. They'll hear this, and they just won't take action. They'll sit back and wait and wait and wait. And then eventually this will all be over, and they'll probably be in a worse situation and that's why I think that the country's in for some bad times because people are not being smart. They're not really looking at it. I, I mean, I know people personally that have not even approached their mortgage companies and asked them to hold the next three months of their mortgage and put it on the back end just so they have more influx in cash. They haven't done anything. And maybe some of them can afford it, but some of them certainly couldn't. So that's just some of my input on that whole entire thing. So what do you think? Yeah, uh, well, I, I just thought it was a, uh, a neat way to look at COVID. Um, oh, I love it. I, I appreciate, yeah, I, I appreciate Jim uh, do for, for, you know, saying those things. And uh, obviously there was some other stuff that he had talked about that I'm not qualified, you know, to even get into. But, you know, what loans you should get, you know, with, what SBA loans, you know, should right. you do the PPP, all that other stuff. That that yeah. everybody's going to have to research on their own. but. Um, I know personally, I did not take, I did not go for the SBA loan. Right. I don't want, because I don't want to sign my house over to the government. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, some of, the, the some, of those loans, loan. some of those loans, right, they, they wanted you to, um, to actually do a uh, personal guarantor of it. And right. then, you know, and some of the loans, too, like some banks, which is ridiculous, they're like, Okay, well, we'll extend your three months on the mortgage, but at, on the fourth month, you have to pay all four months back. Right now, I'm sure people will say, well, I can't afford that. Then they're going to renegotiate at that point, but I'm sure they're going to, they're going to turn it against you by saying, okay, well, now you're in a much higher interest rate, and this is the new interest rate that you're in at 9%. You know, they're, they're, some of them are just not at all altruistic and helpful, so you have to be real careful what you do. I'm still waiting a year on one of my loans, and I'm going to call them today because I waited to the 15th. Um, if we're doing anything with that, it's only the one bank out of all of them. One of my other SBA loans, I think I mentioned this to you or on the last podcast, but I had an SBA loan on the mortgage on my building, and with whatever uh, the president signed, um, that SBA loan is paid for for the next six months. So my mortgage is paid for, paid for, not extended, not you know, not pushed forward. It's actually paid for. I'm like, are you sure? I'm not reading this one. They said no way. The next six months have been paid for on your mortgage. I'm like, what? That's like $17,000. Like, yep, that's what happened with the, with the Financial Cares Act or whatever they did. I'm like, okay, I'm, I can't complain about that, man. That's incredible. Right. Right? Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> no, so, 
So, so that's cool. Listen, can you tell people a little bit more about, and we'll jump off of, uh, a little bit to what you were talking about with the trial classes, right? So, um, I, I did it as well, and I have about, uh, I have one kid who we did a personal one-on-one interview with the parents the other day, and it was the mom and dad and the daughter sitting in their living room, and we talked about how we're going to do this, and they were like totally so into it. That, that night after we did the interview, that night the girl did her first class, and she's been back once or twice since then, and loving it. And then I just got another few people that have, uh, another six or seven that have signed up for it but have not scheduled their first class. I'm having a little struggle getting in touch with them. And just last night I had another one sign up and schedule their own class, so we have to do that one-on-one interview. So just like you, I'm bringing people in because we talked, you and I, and we said we can't just keep losing. We have to somehow gain. And even if it's gaining just trials that we can eventually convert, maybe three months, maybe next month we're back, now they start training and we sign them up. So how did how did you what is your trial? Um, tell people about how you're doing this, how you're so booked up, and you have the whole day, and what you do. Yeah. So um, first off, I need to give credit to uh, 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 Brett Dunlap, and then also Chung Park, Grandmaster Park. Um, Brett, because he was really the first one to kind of launch those uh, trial classes online, and I'm like, duh, right? I should be yeah. doing this. And then uh, Grandmaster Park, because on one of the forums or whatever, he had posted, like, what his um, site looked like. So that gave me, you know, some groundwork to kind of move forward with. Now, that being said, it's a, it's a one-month trial, four-week trial, so they're basically going to get eight classes and what I call a jumpstart orientation, a live jumpstart orientation. And um, so they'll go through the funnel, if you will. They come to the page. And uh, and if you want to look at it, guys, you just go to TriStarKarate.com. But they and, – and that's another thing is I changed my, my uh, front page to be that page. So my normal website front page is not my normal website front page anymore. Um, so anyways, they put in the – the parent puts in, the, you know, the parent's first name, parent's last name, email address, and phone number, and then they get taken to the checkout card where they have to give me all their – the rest of their information, their child's information, address, uh, and um, uh, child date of birth. And then from there, they're taken to our online scheduler where they schedule, they schedule their um, live jumpstart orientation. It's a 15-minute orientation. It usually takes about 15 to 20 minutes. But um, So they'll schedule that. And the way that I have it now, just because I had to open up more, more slots, because I had people texting back and emailing back saying, hey, there's, there's, there's no spots to choose. Monday through Friday, I have a 2.30 slot. Same thing. My 3.30, a 4 o'clock, a 4.30, a 5, and also a 5.30. So I am, you know, in I'm in the office doing all of those here where you see me right now, and Mr. Bean is out in the uh, in the front room with a different camera, a different system, you know, doing the virtual classes. So they'll come in, and we'll I'll meet them. I'll say, hi, Mom, my name is Dwayne Brummett, and uh, tell me a little bit about Johnny and why you think martial arts might be, you know, you know, what are you looking for out of a martial arts program for him? And then she'll tell me and that type of thing. And then I'll get this, you know, meet Johnny. Hi, Johnny, my name's Mr. Brummett. I'm going to talk with Mom a little bit more uh, about uh, our program, and then you and I are going to do some physical martial arts together here before you actually start your your uh, your first class with Mr. Bean. Now, let me tell you quickly about Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean is my head instructor here at the studio. 
he started karate with me when he was 11 years old, and now he's 31. So he's been doing karate with me for 20 years. And so I talk a little bit about that. And then I go back to the parent, and I say, well, Mrs. Jones, um, what we're going to do is we're going to do the four weeks. After the four weeks are done, we're going to sit down and see if this is something that you want to continue with him. If we're still in quarantine, then we'll it'll be virtual, obviously. But if we're not in quarantine, uh, then we can go back to the physical classes. Uh, the times times will change a little bit for the physical classes, but uh, not too much. And then um, the price of our program, Mrs. Jones, just so you know, is all-inclusive. So what do I mean by that? We don't charge extra for the belts or belt testings. We don't charge extra for any additional private lessons that Johnny would need. What would constitute a private lesson? If, uh, you know, he uh, was absent or if he's struggling with a technique or two and needs a little extra help. Right now we're doing virtual private lessons. Obviously, when we're not in a quarantine, we do physical private lessons. So, uh, again, it covers all of that, and we're going to give you access to our app. Of course, you can download the app for free, but it's, but it's the information in the app that is uh, worth something. So what we're going to do is we'll unlock our white belt curriculum for Johnny. So he's going to have access to videos of me actually doing all the techniques that he's going to learn at that level. And then when he graduates to the next level, we'll open up the next level to him. After our call, I'm going to text message you a little video on how to download the app and how to set it up correctly. And I, I know you know how to download an app, but you've got to make sure it's set up correctly uh, in order to connect it to our system. So Again, the price of our program is all-inclusive, da, da 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 I go through those things quickly again, and I say, you know, our, our price of our program is $149 a month, and we have a $100 registration fee. But right now we have our – and I kind of laugh at them. I smile. I go, now, right now we kind of have our quarantine special. You know, our quarantine special is we're going to waive the $100 registration fee. Also, we're going to take $50 off your first month. It'll be 99 to start. And then every month after that would be 149 a month. Now, we don't do contracts here, Mrs. Jones. Uh, everything is month to month. You just give me ne next month's notice if you want to cancel. So let's say come November you decide, you know what, we don't want to do this anymore, and you let me know in November. Well, you're only obligated then to just pay December, and then you're done. So whatever month you tell me that you want to be done, that following month, that's the last payment. And then I, I do tell them I used to do a 30-day notice, and that's what I meant by a 30-day notice. But then I'd have parents tell me on the 14th of, you know, this month they want to be done, and their payments don't come out until the 15th of the following month. And then they would say, well, why did I get billed? Because I already gave you 30-day 30 notice, 30 notice. Right, right, right. So that's why, I call it, that's why I call it next month notice. And then I just go over. Now, you know, his class is going to be on Monday and Wednesday, and I always look up here and I say, I've, I've got it on the wall here. It's going to be Monday Wednesday at 4.30 to 5 p.m., and we're going to text message and email you, and also once you have the app downloaded, push notification, push notification to, the, to your phone 15 minutes before his class. And then there'll be a link that you'll be able to click on. It'll take you to our classroom. There'll be a little holding uh, area until class starts, and then you'll be able to click on it and join the class. Does that make sense, Mrs. Jones? Yeah, great. Boom. All right, Johnny, now let's run over. Uh, first off, Johnny, everything in our karate program, like when you're going to do karate, everything is yes, sir, or no, sir, yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. You know, and then I just go into our routine, and we, we do just some basic stuff, attention, bow, our time position, our sparring stance, some punches and some kicks, just to kind of get a rapport, some motivation, and then I remind them when their class is going to be, and then I say, thanks, for it was wonderful meeting with you. Again, I'll send you um, 
that video uh, link right now. And if you can do that directly, that, that would appreciate that. Thank you. All right, bye, guys. Boom, and I click it off, and then I do the back end. So the front end, it's about a half an hour. So I spent about maybe seven to ten minutes talking to the parent, maybe seven to ten minutes you know, uh, uh, working with the kid. And then once I hang up, I'm spending another seven to 10 minutes on the back end getting that all set up, if that makes right. sense. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I mean, that's amazing. So ultimately, for those that are listening out there, I mean, our goal is to bring in those trials. Now, for those people that are, you know, that are not running classes, not doing online, you know, you should really be doing that so that you can still keep the funnel, the sales funnel going, or keep filling that bucket. And then um, if you do it right, when Dwayne is all done after this month, hopefully he'll convert 60 to 70% of those people into a regular membership. Now, um, you know, most people are unheard of to think like, hey, we're, we're, we thought we've gone from being totally shut down, some people not doing live classes, and then um, they're literally going to start fiddling out and they're going to go out of business. Um, so you have to keep and maintain your students by live interactive classes. Then you have to have people coming through the door. And um, I kind of, uh, I'm going to use your terminology, swiped and deployed your landing page. Um, and then I had my graphic artist, my partner in the website business, um, basically, uh, you know, redo certain things and customize it for me with my colors and, and so on. Um, but uh, that's what we're running as well. And using the same marketing guy, Gus um, Lopez, from uh, Hunter, Hunter Media, is it? or Right? Yeah. And um, Lead Hunter you know, Media. Lead Hunter Media. He's running the ads for us, and um, and we're getting inquiries. And then, of course, it goes through the sales page, into our checkout page, into our trial schedule page. So all automated with virtually no work whatsoever. Then once they schedule the trial, then we're, we're doing the personal one-on-one -on -one touches. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, too, uh, the other thing that I'm doing is um, after I uh, part of that other 10 minutes at the end is I put them into my card sending system, and then I send them a, a, a physical card um, just saying that, you know, it was, it was nice meeting you today. I look forward to, you know, we we look forward to, you know, working with you virtually and then hopefully in person yeah. uh, after this quarantine is over, you know, Mr. Brummett. And then I send that card yeah. out to them. And then the other, because what Karate Studio is sending physical cards out to their students, I'm going to tell you right. what, I'm probably the only right. one. All right. Yeah. Um, and then, and then uh, after their first class, I send them a, a uh, an email with a brief survey. It's like a seven-question survey. I just want to see how their first class went um, and see if they have any additional questions. And, and yeah. it's a, just a real quick seven-question survey. It's like, um, I think the first question is, you know, uh, you know, your first meeting with Mr. Brummett, how do you, like, what was it? Like, do, do you feel he set your child up for the class properly or introduced the class properly? Whatever it was. But that's like right. seven questions. Right. Super simple. And the last question is, how likely are you to recommend your family or friends to TriStar Martial Arts Academy on a scale from one to ten? Well, once they hit submit, it takes them to the thank you uh, page. And on that thank you page, I have a link for them to copy. I, I just, hey. If you love TriStar, please, uh, you know, put this in an email or text message or uh, post it on your on your social media uh, uh, platforms to, uh, you know, show your love or something like that. Yeah. No, that's great. And by the way, you know, it's it's once again. Um, here's the thing. I think that for a lot of schools, is and here's my prediction, and and I hope I'm wrong. Um, 
Um, I think that a lot of schools are going to really suffer from what they're doing now at the moment and how they're reacting to this situation, right? So some people aren't doing anything. You know, hopefully my students will be loyal and they'll pay their tuition. That's the mentality. I'm going to release some videos on YouTube. Um, hopefully that'll be enough. Like a lot of hoping, right? You know, hopefully when we come back, they'll all come back, right? They won't have gotten lazy and lost their motivation because just because you put a video on YouTube doesn't mean they're actually doing anything with it. You know, I have a group of younger teens, 16, 17-year-olds, that are totally lazy. We've reached out to them. We've Instagrammed them because we usually have personal contact, and they're like, yeah, I'm just being lazy. I'm not doing anything. Then there are those parents that are pushing their kids because they don't want to just see right. them become lounge lizards, right, and sit around and do nothing. So um, it's important that we keep establishing these things and getting out there. And, and then we'll just, my prediction is a lot of these schools are going to suffer, and hopefully not, but maybe go out of business, um, which will clean up, you know, a lot of the, the mess that's out there as well for the successful school owners that are really still changing lives and really putting their students first. Did you see the video that Ron Sell and um, Chung Park released? And it was yeah. it was about... It was really well done, and, you know, I'm punching into the, yeah, to the camera board breaking and all of that. And, um, you know, right. they were like, you know, the bottom message that um, that I loved was, uh, you know, hey, going out, you know, and uh, showing that our students are our main priority. You know, yeah, we have a business. Yeah, we want to make money. Yeah, we want to make a living. But if we don't realize that the clients are, are the most important thing and then we're not giving them over-the-top service and going out of our way to make their lives at this present time better than what it is, then we're not doing well. Someone just posted on here, um, people are losing, uh, oh, Bob Mangan said, uh, people are going to lose their jobs. I, I think so, Bob, but I also think that once the economy gets back up and running, I think Trump is going to ramp it up pretty quickly. And I think that a lot of people will just go right back to work. I mean, I know that Nicole, my, my fiance Nicole's at home. Um, I keep saying my fiance so that people know who I'm talking about. Um, but uh, Nicole's working from home and her boss has just recently said, well, maybe some of you could start coming in, you know, and being far away from each other and work a little at a time. Um, we're not totally comfortable with that as of yet. But at the same time, I think most companies are itching to get back to normalcy, to try to get the company and the economy up and running. Um, so if they have a business, like just like you and I, we've been paying our employees, but once we come back, we're going to need those part-timers that we used to use, and we're going to get them back in. So I think that I am, I'm kind of uh, faith, I have faith that the economy with, with Trump at the helm will ramp back up again pretty darn quickly. So uh, we'll see, but I'm not sure. But, you know, well, we'll have to see. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, you talked about, you know, basically having a relationship with, with your, your clients. Uh, and, and keeping them engaged. You know, one thing that we did last weekend uh, is we had Allie do a virtual um, uh, ninja seminar, basically, with, with some of our students, the ones that wanted to attend. And when it was all said and done, I had a, uh, a girl message us, you know, because, of, of course, I was facilitating the, the video, and I had her message us saying, hey, I, I, I'd like his autograph. And so... I, I uh, live, I kind of put you on the spot, but uh, live, I said, hey, you know, I've got uh, one of the girls here that would like your autograph. I said, um, what what books do you have that we could give? You know, I would buy them from you, and uh, you would autograph them. And you came up with two different books, 
One's more of a kid's book. One's more of a, a, a history book, if you will. But um, uh, and maybe I'm doing that a disservice. You can correct me no, if I'm no. wrong. But it's a, curric- a curriculum and my my story, my personal story about my system. Okay, and uh, so we basically kind of had it down the line split. And uh, you're you, you're going to be kind enough to uh, autograph them personally to the people. Uh, when I finally get around to emailing you the names, and then you're gonna yeah, yeah. you're gonna mail it to me and and just bill me for it, and uh, that's just another thing that these clients are gonna get. And the nice thing is, I I videotape that uh, uh, you know seminar and I put it in our app, and anybody else that watches that, and especially if they watch it all the way to the end, they're gonna see that the people that were on it live got a book, got your autograph, yeah. and they didn't get one, you know. Yeah, that's that was awesome of you. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you just even mentioning that because I love sharing, and, and that's really cool that I can do that. Um, and you know, I've been busier than ever. Like so far, I've taught. Like my travel schedule is pretty extensive anyway. When it when it's the real world, and I'll fly. I've flown out to your school and taught, and um, but uh, Bermuda and here and there, and you know, another place in Illinois with John Gates. And um, but anyway, so I, so far virtually, I've been to Florida. I've been to Illinois by you. I've been to Pennsylvania with David Nemiroff of Aikido Masters. I've been upstate North to go, uh, upstate New York to Bono Sen Karate. So, and I have a few more coming up. But I have four guest spots. And one day I did three schools. So I was in New York, in Pennsylvania, and in Florida in one day. I'm like, wow, that's the coolest thing I've ever done, you know. And it's teaching for a half an hour, forty minute sessions. So it's kind of cool, I mean, that we could do this with our students. And you're going to be coming up soon and coming to my school, too. We just have to set a date um, and teach them. So, yeah, so I think that really for, for all the listeners out there, listen, we're, we're here to support you guys. If you have any questions, for, I know Dwayne and myself will share. We love to share. <laughs> the other day, my friend was telling me he closed down. And I said, listen, call me. And he's like, well, what's that going to cost me? I said, why do I charge you for everything that we do? It's like, no, I just wanted to know because people wouldn't share that information for free. And I'm like, of course I would. Just call me. And I was able to get him to get his school up and running. He said he's more motivated now than ever. So if you need us, inbox us, inbox me, text me, whatever. Um, I'm here to help however I can in any way I can. And if you're a Spark member, you have some great respo- uh, uh, some support from the whole entire community of martial arts school owners, especially with Ron Sell and Chung Park and all the guys over there, too. So that's a big thing. Yeah, I had a uh, uh, a friend of mine, I would say a former client, but, um, you know, he uh, he sent me his letter that he was going to email out to all of the students, and it was talking about the fact that, you know, he's going to reduce everybody's tuition to half price, and, you know, if you need to quit, uh, let me know. I'll help you. Uh, blah 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 blah. And I read the letter and I said, I, I said with all due respect, I don't agree with this letter. Yeah. He said, I, I would handle everything on a case by case basis. If you want to do a letter, let everybody know the exciting part that now we're virtual. You can still continue your training. Um, you know, and I don't even say you can still, we are still going to continue our training. We're just doing it live and interactive via Zoom and then blah, 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 blah. Um, and anyways, uh, after all that was said and done, he's already kept 80% of his clients paying the same amount as they were before when 100% of his clients, he was going to half price. And so he would only be making 50% rather than now he's still making 80%. 
And so yeah. uh, if you have an idea or you, you contact us, bounce it off of us. Uh, I'm, bounce it off of Allie if you don't like me or whatever. But uh, just get, get, get a second or third opinion. But just get a second or third opinion. Um, and then may, obviously you have to be decisive about your decision for yourself. But um, don't make your decision in a vacuum is kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, according to what you said, uh, as far as the school, um, my good friend who runs um, United Martial Arts uh, Black Belt Alliance or something like that in Colorado, Bob Austin, um, he wrote a letter, and I think I shared it with you or I posted it up on our page, but um, he basically said, and, and this is a great answer, people are like, well, what, what do you mean I have to pay tuition? You've been closed. He says, oh, no, we've not, we haven't been closed. We've been open this entire time. We've never once closed one single day since this happened. And they're like, what do you mean? He goes, well, we've been just, we only shifted from teaching in the actual location to teaching virtually online in interactive classes, but we've been working harder than ever supplying class content. And my, my student um, and, and chief instructor at the dojo, he, he does so much. So he's doing like a fitness class on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. He's still running our demo team, which is like 15 kids that are still practicing and training. He's, uh, you know, we're running classes uh, three days a week on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. And we have two other alternate classes for black belts and high ranks. So we have, I, I forget what it is. I think we have on our virtual schedule, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen classes a week we're still teaching. Very, a lot less than what we were, obviously, but, um, but that's still a good schedule for people. So we're, we're certainly still out there. So we haven't closed. We've just shifted the way we deliver the message. And people should understand that. Yeah, okay, and so. uh, you, you got to structure your schedule to what's going to fit you. Um, right. And so, like, my, uh, let me – I keep looking up. I've got a lot of stuff taped to my wall. <laughs> yeah. But this is our, mon this is our Monday, Wednesday schedule. So oh, our cool. Monday – can you kind of see that? Yeah. So five- and six-year-olds, we just have white belts at 3.30, and then the yellow belts and orange belts uh, that are five- and six-year-olds are at 4 o'clock. And our beginners are at 4.30. Uh, that's the beginner white belts. And then our intermediates, uh, we have two different times. We have two different – or four different belts. So we have two belts uh, at 5 and another two belts are at 5.30. And then our junior black belts, uh, we have two belts at 6. And then our first-degree black belts only I have at 6.30. And then our second and thirds are at 7.15. That's Monday and Wednesday. So we have eight classes that day, all right? And then um, – and I know this is going to be beneficial to a few people. Tuesday, Thursday. This is our Tuesday, Thursday. Can you kind of see that? That's a little blurry. Pull it back a little. Okay. Pull back a little. Yeah, that that becomes a little clear. It's hard to see. It's kind of a little blurry, though. So, On my uh, end, it's blurry. Okay. I, I think it's just your eyesight. You, you are older. Um, no, yeah, no. yeah, it's true, though. So uh, we have our three- and four-year-olds, just white and yellows at 4 o'clock, and then uh, the, orn the uh, orange through red belts for the three- and four-year-olds at 4.30. Um, and then our five- and six-year-olds, the gold through red, are uh, at 5. And then we have our beginners, yellow and orange, at 5.30. And then we have two advanced uh, classes. Two belt levels are at 6, and then another two belt levels are at 6.30. And then I have our junior black belts, uh, two levels, uh, at, uh, at 7 o'clock. So that's Tuesday, Thursday's schedule. 
And then Friday nights, we have our leadership. So, you know, some people have upgraded programs. Our leadership is our upgraded program. That's normally 15 minutes at the end of every class. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have time in that schedule to do it. So we do those on Friday nights, and so we just divide them up on Friday nights in 15-minute increments. Um, they're all individual belts except for, like, the last two. Uh, the last two have uh, two belt levels in it. But, you know, there's seven classes, but that starts at 4 and it ends at 5.45. So by 6 o'clock, we're done. Um, this this is uh, – and, and I – so that's the class schedules. I've had people ask me, when are your private lessons? I'm doing private lessons from from uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 2.15 in the afternoon. So that gives me five private lessons each day. Or, you know what I mean? Five sections yeah. or, or, or uh, five spots that are saved. And then we're doing private lessons on Saturday uh, from 10, uh, 10 to noon, which gives you another eight because they're all back to back to back to back to back. Um, right, right. Now, they're not even all getting full. They're, not everybody's using them, you know. Right. And so, like, this Saturday, I only have two private lessons, one at 10 and uh, one at 10.15, and I'll be done by 10.30 if, as long as nobody else, uh, you know, opts into them. And, and by right. Friday night – by Friday night, um, I, I, I go on and I just erase the other ones if they haven't already been filled because, filled because what I don't want to have happen is I don't want to walk in and I teach those two and I leave and then somebody else gets on and, and I should have been there for 11 o'clock and I didn't see it, right. you know, that type of thing. Right, right, right. Awesome. Well, cool, man. I, I posted up on our page right here my um, online, uh, my virtual classes so that they could see what the actual page looks like. And um, we just had our buddy Kenny just join us, and um, but now we're just about ready to sign off, right? So we're a little, we're actually uh, five minutes over the hour. We went long today. So um, good call, Dwayne. Uh, thank you for sharing the acronym for COVID. I think that was super important. I think the information people should make notes and take that to heart um, because, uh, you know, we want to see everyone surviving. You know, we want to see the school survive. We want to see people get better and healthy and be, be, bring our lives back to some sort of normalcy. Um, and um, we hope that we've been kind of like a little bit of a guiding light in regards to uh, martial art information and motivating others to stay on board and, um, you know, listening to our, our blog, watching us on Facebook Live and listening to our podcast on iTunes and so on. So I'm hoping that people are enjoying everything we're doing and uh, we appreciate you. And, Dwayne, do you want to close it up? Yeah, I just want to remind everybody that you can uh, check us out at schoolundertalk.com and you can get access to the podcasts, uh, even the, the, the past ones uh, there. So the other COVID podcasts that we've done and obviously the, 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 the this is our 237 podcast. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So all the, other, all the other ones are, uh, are, are up there as well. You can go to schoolundertalk.com and you can subscribe to us via iTunes and Spotify and all those other things. So. Check us out. Yeah. Just type in, type in schoolundertalk.com, and uh, it will come up. And, you know, one thing, Dwayne, throughout this, we've been talking, like, at least every day or every other day, and and uh, you and I just keeping each other sane and motivating each other, and I appreciate you. But I also like that we talk every day now, so it's kind of cool. We used to just talk once or twice a week, so we've been in touch more often. So um, when I need someone who has like-minded, uh, you know, thoughts, you know, someone who's doing what I'm doing versus some of my friends who are not, doing anything, um, it really does help keep me motivated. So thank you very much. 
and I appreciate you and I appreciate the listeners. So um, I'm going to sign off with you and say thank you and we'll see you next week. So arigato gozaimasu. All right, have a good day. You too, bye. Take care.